go-to man. Israel Dalau! Is he? Is he in? You better believe it. New Zealand Rugby's organised a crisis <laughs> meeting with uh, Stephen Larkin. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, enjoy the show. Welcome to the 23rd episode of the Draft Rugby Podcast, where we discuss fantasy super rugby, the game they play online in heaven. I'm your host, Kagi, and we have the uh, the full complement joining me tonight uh, in the form of the two brothers, Harry and <coughs> Nelson. Ahoy. Harry, how are you doing, mate? Pretty good, mate. Very good. Always, actually. Always good. I'm glad he's been modest and humble. Is this, uh, what have you done with Harry? The polyjuice potion or something? Yeah, it's because it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. It's <laughs> saving it up. He's yeah. definitely, it's definitely coming. Excellent. All right. Well, Nels, um, how about you, mate? How are you, how are you doing? Uh, feeling slightly worse than you, but not that much worse. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but uh, I, I felt it was coming, so... I was prepared. So, Nelson, while we're on you, why don't you just tell us, you know, this is the last week of our regular season. We just finished that. We're about to wrap up. Can you tell us how your season has or hasn't wrapped up? Where were you before this week and where are you now? Ah, uh, same spot. <laughs> Please, give um, more detail. Yeah, look, I, we've got a, a, comp, a eight-team competition. Mm. Um, and you if, were last last year. And I've, and I've come <laughs> first eight, and uh, second so three come on, times. No, 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 come on, let's get on with it. Um, and yeah, so I was, I was sitting in second last, no chance of coming last, but a chance to get out of those bottom two. Um, you needed a bonus point win to get out. Which I did get, and yeah. I sh- had a bit of a shellacking of the guy I was versing. He was terrible. And then uh, the other match I needed to go my way did not go my way. Um, and was that thanks to Craig's? It was. So your bottom two, you're in the <laughs> yeah. bottom two playoff. But that brings <laughs> us very conveniently to Craig's. It does. Look, guys, I, I took one for the team, and I was just prepared to keep Nelson. I was prepared to lose and derail my whole season to um, uh, just keep Nelson <laughs> in the bottom two because in our competition, the bottom two is the uh, the, the finals playoff for um, yeah. the wooden spoon. Said like a true has been. The funny, the funniest <laughs> part of this for me is it, it really how, how, like <clears throat> Monday last week. Did you have that written down ready to go? Oh yeah. Is, this is something really rings true for me now that Craig's last year was a fluke. He's made the finals once out of a handful of years, and that's all he's ever done. It's good. I was setting Nelson up because I wanted him to make some statements so then I could just, again, we could talk about how <laughs> he wasn't here last week. And um, we think, you know, the reason, we, we talked about it last week, the reason being uh, that how many times uh, has Nelson's he won record. against yeah. Yeah, his record against his fellow podcasters in 2019? And Look, it was 0-6, so um, that was uh, three losses to each of us. Harry. I feel like we need a podcast trophy for like whoever is the champion of the podcast no, matchups. Wow, another... Tro- Harry's all about trophies, though. He just like... It's because he never got enough as a child. He buy them. <laughs> <laughs> he to buy so he them. wants to get them now for not valuable things. <laughs> He's going to live vicariously through his children. That's and, uh, and, I, and I had a big loss. I've now lost three of my last four. Mm. But it's... Actually, not a big loss. It's a small <clears> loss. But it puts me in three? second place for finals. It's three of your last four, but it's also like five of your last six or five of your last seven or something. Mm, no, it's not. That's not <laughs> it was. That's not important. It's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Not, well, look, it, Harry, Harry did end up in... Uh, he's very upset. He ended up in second place on the table. So, so close. One point away. So in our uh, in our finals redraft system <clears throat> that we have going on, which uh, you'll be able to read more about on the website. Uh, look at me, just chucking the plugs out there. Um, You're smooth, man. Uh, in detail how that works, but um, Harry will get second pick in the redraft for the finals this week. I'll get first. Is. I can't get Damian McKenzie now. No, oh, no. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, throw them all off. <laughs> um, you can get Debrisini, though. But no, look, I think, there's, I think there's definitely the consensus between Harry and I is that um, we were both robbed this week um, and that uh, Nelson's probably right where he was destined to be. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I can vote for that. No. <laughs> Excellent. All right, well, look, speaking of the plugs, yeah, you can read all about our league, uh, how we all went, uh, how it works, and um, how we're going to proceed into the finals. It's exciting. The redraft it, is uh, is huge. It is fine. This, this, for the first time ever, we've got a the losing playoff running in the same time that the winning playoff yeah. is, mm-hmm. but they do work in slightly different ways just to rub it in if you're in that bottom two. That's it. And sorry, just in case it wasn't clear enough, my, my loss this week meant that I uh, ultimately ended up at fifth and so I'm out of the top four, and Season's I don't, done, I don't even get to redraft. I'm not in the losing comp. I'm just the fifth and sixth place. No, you, you're done. That's you're, de- you're definitely still the loser. It's, now, can um, I just quickly, while we're live on the pod, <clears throat> can I get your support, guys, for the finals? Fuck definitely no. not. You, you knew that. <laughs> Anyone yeah. but Harry. <laughs> uh, uh, so this just is one thing that needs to be pointed out. This is an eight-man competition. Mm. You've got three of what we'd call, uh, actually, the three three winners that are, are left in our uh, competition. And only one of us have made the top four. 
what does that say about our pod? Stop listening now, or just listen to me? Only. <laughs> yeah, we no, didn't even win. Um, I think. Let's, I think. Let's do this, I right? think. Look, I think the last important thing to say is this, that um, obviously seven out of the eight managers were um, probably particularly keen to see Nelson come last. But, um, <laughs> but I think seven out of the eight managers are also, uh, if if it wasn't Nelson, the next up on the rank would be Harry. Uh, everyone oh, mate, it else, could so. be you. <laughs> uh, Mate, look, I think I can speak for everyone. It would be um, us three. That's it. All right, anyway, let's move on. Uh, so, yeah, check it all out on the website, giraffe.rugby.com uh, and the blog. Um, and on the socials, uh, get after us at Giraffe Rugby. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll be putting out lots of um, lots of important info, particularly with injuries and uh, for the team lineups coming up for the finals. So get, get your fix there. Absolutely. Um, and if you are still with us... Hmm. Should we get into the Andres? <laughs> Why not? All right, well, look, for uh, for Andre this week, we're going to uh, review, of course, the last round of the regular season, round 18 of Fantasy Super Rugby 2019. Uh, for main course, we're going to take a peek uh, and preview the quarterfinals. So the four quarterfinals, we'll have a look at those. And, um, and for dessert, we're going to... Um, but we've come to the end of the season, end of the regular season, and we're going to look at, uh, at the stats. So which fantasy players came out with the highest average... Uh, points per game, uh, average points per minute, and um, and also who's in form going into the finals. So we're going to look at the five round form. So in the last uh, last five rounds, who's got the the highest average? Or, sorry, rather in their last in the players' last five rounds. Uh, yes, we'll explain that when we get to it more. It's uh, I, I feel like I haven't done justice. So. You haven't. <laughs> um, all right. Well, with that, let's get into the Andre for round eighteen. Um, there was a bite of the Crusaders, so that meant uh, there was lots of uh, changes to fantasy managers' teams this week. Uh, Not to mention all the rests. Yeah, yeah wow. That's it. So um, it was kind of, yeah, it was a very interesting week for trading, and it was really hard to um, to pick the value. Basically, the top four were locked in, so a lot of the key the key players in those top four positions mm-hmm. weren't playing. Yeah. So it meant that you're all scrapping for the next best positions. That's it. And if you were even... You know, silly enough to pick up Waratahs. They even the Waratahs rested all their players. So um, you know, it was because uh, <laughs> they knew they had no chance. Speaking <laughs> of the Waratahs, Harry, um, why don't you get us on the first game? Um, I'd love to. It was awesome if you're a Tars fan. Just you know, it was what, good. What you want to say? So the best thing about this game was the fact that we were absolutely bang on with our predictions. <laughs> Islanders forty nine, the Waratahs. 12. Mm. Uh, fantasy points, Highlanders got 524 to the Tars, 336. It was a whooping there as well. Yes. Um, <clears throat> returning from injuries, you had Tay Walden, uh, Tahurangi, Walden. Tahurangi. Yeah. Uh, back from his concussion. Jack Dempsey, back from apparently near career ending, ending back injury mm. off the bench. Yeah. And Nettie Hannigan started uh, back from his concussion as well. Certainly. <clears throat> Sadly. You'd say sadly? I'd say sadly. <laughs> yeah, sadly. That needs to be said. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Jed Holloway didn't start. That's what I don't understand. But anyway, uh, no new injuries in this one either. So clean bill of health for the team that made finals, not the Waratahs. And uh, basically for us, we were thinking they had to rest. The Waratahs had to rest those five Wallabies and they weren't going to be able to compete with the Highlanders. Highlanders hadn't been super convincing in the few weeks leading into this one, but it was just completely one-sided. Yeah. The, uh, the rest of the Tars? The, the horror tars. Yeah, look, I, I think you could stop there. At, at this, <laughs> I keep going. At this point, I'm sure that Gibson is actually working for New Zealand Rugby because mm. he's doing everything he can not only to ruin the Waratahs now, but yeah. to make sure none of their young players get any development whatsoever. We've been touting the conspiracy theories for years, but um, look, it's all but certain. Now. I, yeah, I seriously don't get how he got re-signed at the start of the year. Mm, no they extended it at the start of the year. Anyway, in this one, it was six tries to two. Possession ended up relatively even, 55-62% to the Highlanders, but the Tars had more ball in the second half, Highlanders in the first half. It all equated to the Highlanders outscoring them in the run metres, 437 to 337, so pretty dominant there. Tackle bus, massive 25 to 8. Mm. So the Waratahs barely broke a tackle in the game, one every 10 minutes. Three times more tackle bus. And uh, line break, 7 to 6, which actually doesn't really reflect the scoreline whatsoever. Yeah. The Waratahs conceded a gigantic 20 turnovers mm. and missed 25 of their tackles. So oh, I thought you know the Waratahs, they play better without the ball. That's um, it's fact <laughs> from them. Uh, yeah, that's right. No, oh, wait, that's the Highlanders. Sorry, my yeah. bad. That's, yeah, sorry. 
No, the Highlanders is just way better than the Waratahs. <laughs> like over the year, last oh, couple yeah. of years, it's been the Highlanders, you know. Yeah. So the Highlanders made 93.5% of their tackles as well, like we said, only eight misses for, from the 121 attempts. And the Highlanders, again, kicked six out of six conversions, one of the best goal-kicking teams in the competition. Mm-hmm. And that is despite... Uh... Including Elliot Dixon kicking the last one. Oh, that's right, right in front. That was... <laughs> That's when you know you're absolutely dominated. <laughs> and uh, Tars only kicked from one from there, there two, just to rub it in a little bit more. Mm. Uh, the only area that the Tars were solid was probably the one area they've been good all year, which was they stole a couple of lineouts as well, and they were solid at, at the uh, scrum time as well. But I guess if they can steal two lineouts without Rob Simmons, it proves that Rob Simmons isn't the reason why we're stealing lineouts. Thank you. I was going to make a point <laughs> if you didn't. So. so we don't need him. Yeah. Fantastic. Proven. So we have actually made some headway for next year. <laughs> Uh, the fantasy man of the match was Tommy Franklin, who just continues to put up big points. Mm. 57 points for him in this one. 11 carries, 5 line-out takes, 9 tackles, <clears throat> a try, and 10 points from scrums. Whereas Damien Fitzpatrick came in a second, clo- a close second, sorry, 56 points, yep. 16 tackles, the which most, is 32 points in itself. Yeah, the most certain starter uh, this year, I would say, Damien Fitzpatrick. Dead set. Yeah. And Robbie Thompson, 55 points, ran for over 100 metres, and Tay Walden, 47 points, was very good on his return. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, no, solid, solid all round. Move on, exactly. let's move on. Exactly. Let's not say all round. Let's not say solid all round. Half of it was solid. <laughs> all right, no, yeah, fair enough. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, the Rebels and <clears throat> the Chiefs. Um, what a game by the Rebels. They just, um, you know... They, they really did turn around. They... The Waratahs went, we're fucking shit, and the Rebels went, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my my favourite thing this whole weekend for the Australian teams was literally that tweet that went out where yeah, it was yeah, yeah. from Waterboy going, oh no, yeah. we suck again. <laughs> Spot on. Yeah, oh, that was great. No, well, with that, look, um, so the, the Rebels uh, put up uh, a huge eight points um, and the Chiefs just a few more, um, 59, 59 points, yeah. But it, um, it was a huge eight points, though. It, that's right. It was This this game went uh, nine tries to one for the Chiefs. Um, and the, the Rebels, they did tie something, though. They, they tied the Waratahs for 336 <laughs> fantasy points, which was um, uh, equal to the second worst score. Um, and... Surprise, surprise, it was actually another Australian team that got the worst score this week. But that's, you know, I'm, I'm spoiler, sorry, spoilers. Look, let's not talk them down. The Rebels are record breakers. Yeah. Last week they had their biggest ever loss to the Crusaders. And this week they gave the the uh, Chiefs their biggest ever win, equal biggest ever win in Super Rugby. Come on, Ho, you got no point. Oh, no, sorry, they got no points. <laughs> they got no points last week. Trendsetters. Uh, speaking of fantasy points, the Chiefs, well, they topped the round 724 for your starting 15. Huge. Huge. Wow. Um... Uh, who returned to this one? Brody Retallick. You'd think maybe he was back for a new 100. Sorry, Harry, he wasn't. Um, he had a relatively quiet... <laughs> I was so excited for him as well. That's it. In all his uh, amazing fitness, apparently, he just had a relatively <laughs> quiet one. Um, Nathan Harris back from a quad cork. And uh, Will Genya back from being rested for Wallaby's duty. Genya also had a quiet one. Um, but then again, then did all the Rebels. So um, that's fun. Uh, injuries in this one. Alex Nankervell. Uh, he was a pretty popular pickup this week. He did his knee pretty early on. And uh, Marika Corribetti, um with a concussion. So, yeah, pretty similar to this game. Um, the uh, the Chiefs, they just watched the Crusaders game and they knew to throw the ball out wide. Um, there was four tries to the outside backs. Why nearly won Sean Shooter-Stevenson three tries. He had the hat-trick. Um, and <clears throat> he had some pretty bloody good stats. Um, he was very close to being fantasy man of the match, but um, in fact, one point off. But uh, they were both Chiefs. Um, so in this one, look, possession and territory was actually fairly even. It was 55% possession, 58 um, in terms of uh, the Chiefs. Uh, so the Rebels had more than enough ball, um, but they just couldn't really compete. Yep. Um, sorry, that's a very good point, Harry. Debrasini. How are we not talking about Jack Debrasini? He's, uh, he's had his best game in, uh, in the five years he's been playing at Amy Park. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, How did his opposition go? Great. <laughs> Yeah, not uh, not as good. But, um, <laughs> no, Debrasini finally finding form when he uh, joined a New Zealand team in Amy Park, so that was good from him. Um, and uh, yeah, look. Anyway, just back to the, some of the match stats. Yeah, as I said, uh, fairly even on the possession territory, but um, the uh, you know carries and everything. The Chiefs had du- more than double the tackle bus. They had six times the line breaks. <laughs> <laughs> they had twenty-eight line breaks to three. Um, Jesus. Say no more. But uh, otherwise, tackling the Rebels at 81%, uh, 88% from the uh, the Chiefs. Seven of nine kicks for Debbers. Uh, and look, fantasy points to round us out. 
Anton Leonard Brown, the ever reliable bloke, who probably, boy. probably won't start for the All Blacks. Ninety six points. He ran over one hundred and ten meters. Uh, four line breaks, eight tackle busts from him. Sean Stevenson, as we said, ninety five points, narrowly missing out. He ran for over one hundred and sixty meters, five line breaks himself, and he scored three tries, as we said. Um, Lachlan Boshier, 69 points. Matty Phillip, the Timothy only two. shining star. From... They both hurt me. I could have had both of them. Yeah. So close. <laughs> the only shining star from the Rebels, 68 points. And uh, the Chiefs, <coughs> Tarvau, 63. Sam Kane, uh, 62, a captain's knock. <coughs> Peter Gusto, a bullet, 52. And Izzy Nazarani, 50. So the next match was the Jaguares versus the Sunwolves. And the Sunwolves, did just, they didn't want to break the trend here. And they went, fuck it, we'll be shit too. And they lost 52 to 10. Um, but somehow they scored some fantasy points. I was going to say, yeah. 446 to 579. No, if so. your team's going to be shit, can the Australian teams take note? If you're going to be shit, can you at least just score some fantasy points? That's all we care about. Just throw some offloads we at know, least or something. You know we what know I mean? you're not going to win the comp. There's easy way Play to get blue points. style. Just throw yeah. the ball around at all parts of the field with no concept whatsoever <laughs> good attacking or smart rugby is. Exactly. Um, on the returns column, we had Thomas Lazana um, from his torn hammy. New injuries, we had Lucas Palas, who had a concussion. Yeah, who? Yeah, that's him. I don't know who he is. Um, Juan Leguizamon, he had uh, an injury pre-game and, and had to be pulled. Nathan Vela and his uh, other hooking partner, Jabba Bregvadze, both went off. The heart, yes. Um, the best thing out of this, or the most interesting thing out of this for me, wasn't the shellacking. It was that the hater, he missed two kicks from two attempts. Didn't a second rower attempt a kick on this one as well? Shut your mouth. That is coming later. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, no. come on, mate. You, you should learn to... Come on. Chill. Le Guizamon, yeah, so he pulled pre-game, and they had Gorison, who, who, I don't know who... Francisco Gorison, he's actually pretty good. Yeah, Francisco (laughs) came in at seven, um, and Otego Desio, he also moved to the bench. Yeah, and he actually did something when he came off the bench. Yeah. Unlike uh, Rodrigo Bruni, who did nothing. Yeah, you you said he was a sack of shit. (laughs) was your specific quote. He may have been in my fantasy team, and uh, he did nothing, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Dan Pryor returned from injury and was promoted to the starting six jersey. Look, this game in the first half until a minute before half time, it was fourteen to ten. So they literally the Sunwolves looked like they had a chance. Mm. Then there was a penalty try scored against them um, from Masarira. He received a yellow card for a deliberate knockdown, um, which was the second one of the game. Mate, he's done that all year. Yeah, and then the game just opened up from there. Mm. Um, the two hookers. Um, Vela and Bragvadze after their injuries yeah. we actually saw Haydar packed down in an uncontested scrum at second row so the, the Sunwolves actually had uh, 14 men on the field with uh, Masarawa off in the bin and then because they had no hookers they had to go uncontested scrums for the whole second half and they had to go down another man so they would have to 13 men that is absolute yeah. BS but let's move on yeah you should not do that in fucking Super Rugby <laughs> so um, match stats there was 7 tries to 2 realistically possession territory um, carries offloads they were all pretty much even the the meters went the way of the Jaguares 679 to 467 they also made 22 to 14 line breaks um, and had better tackle success 82 to 77 the scrums I can't believe that we've seen it go uncontested. I don't think we've I've ever seen it at Super Rugby level. Have you seen it? Um, I don't think I remember for a really long time. I mean, there was earlier this year that you know there was a team that did lose both their hookers, but one of the crops just stepped up and said, "Yeah, it's I'll an old play." Old. You know, yeah. like, Man of the match was Guido Petty with eighty-six points, ten carries for sixty God, meters. How good did he look? Eight tackle busts, ten tackles, and ten lineout takes. Mm. Sebastian Kensialeri got eighty-three points. Montoya got. 70 points. Conan O'Donnell got 62. Masawira, 57. And Carreras got 53. And how about that second try for Montoya, Harry? It was a... <laughs> oh, mate. He dropped scored it. that. He freaking He dropped it. it. No, we watched it in ultra slow motion, mate. He scored it. Down under pressure. Well, don't watch ultra slow motion. It's misleading. Hurricanes versus the Blues. The Blues won the first half. The Hurricanes won the game. 29 to 24. The, the story of their season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and a lot like every week, the Blues won the fantasy points battle, 585 to 393. Mm-hmm. Returning in this one, you had Alex Fidel coming off the bench mm-hmm. uh, and ran for, I think, 50 fantasy points yeah, off the bench, which is huge. Ken mm. uh, Leao Pepe came back from his concussion to start in the second row. 
Rico Iwani came back from a rest week, as did Patrick Tupalutu. Sonny Bill Williams finally made his long-awaited comeback from his knee injury, and Caleb Timu, Caleb Clark rather, came back from his calf strain. I think SBW must have just been resting the whole season because um, Steve Hansen's made it very clear that he'll be in the All Blacks, right? Yeah. So there wasn't that couldn't have been an injury. Was, no. <laughs> That's right. Don't waste your efforts. Injuries in this one. Richard Judd was pulled pre-game. James Marshall came off with an elbow injury. Ross Gelden Heists came off in the first half with some other injury. We don't know what it was. Mm. And Ben Lamb looked to have limped off with a minor ankle injury. Of all of those, I can confirm that none of them have been listed as <clears throat> under an injury cloud for this week. So they're all fine. And uh, I can see Kagi cheering for Ben Lamb, even though we can't possibly pick him up anymore. And <laughs> Alex Hodgman as well. He's been disappointed, mate. Yeah, he has been a bit for you. Alex Hodgman was pulled pre-game as well. I'm not sure why, but he was named and then didn't play. Uh, again, like we've said, the, the Blues had all the stats to put it away. The first half, they got out to a 17-0 lead. And then just before halftime, Peter Amunga Jensen scored the first try of his brace. And then that started a Hurricanes run 29-7 to from that point as they just put them to the sword and took control of the match. It's like the Blues just don't like winning. How do you not like playing? This is the Blues of our fantasy. Except I've won. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. They've been in finals more than you. No, the, the, blues are, <laughs> the Blues are one before. The Blues are one before. Yeah, true, true. Long they just ago. don't, they long, don't make finals a long anymore. Time, a long so, time ago. Yeah, so it's fun. Nelson's the Blues. And Craig's the Reds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, match stats. Four tries to three on this one. The meters, the Blues outscored them 513 to 457. The tackle busts and carries were pretty even. The line breaks, 19 to 16 to the Blues. Offloads, 10 to 6 to the Blues. They were all pretty even all the way through. Uh, the, the Hurricanes only made 80% of their tackles with 27 misses from 136, which is pretty atrocious, whereas the Blues made 85%. So they were better there. The Blues kicked 4 from 4. The Hurricanes only 4 from 5. The Blues stole 4 lineouts. They were rock solid in their own scrum. And how did they actually lose? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they conceded 12 points. penalties compared they, they, to 5. That's yeah. maybe and it. points, I think. And points. And the Hurricanes <laughs> even conceded more turnovers. <clears throat> Fantasy man of the match in this one was Caleb Clark. 64 <clears throat> points from 7 carries, a try, 3 line breaks, 4 tackle busts, 8 tackles and 2 turnovers. While we already mentioned Alex Fido on 50 points, and you had... Milani Nanai scoring 55 to keep his average well above the 50 mark and way better than Rico's. And Ezekiel <laughs> Lindemuth got 55. He was Hodgman, Hodgman's replacement. Yes, and <clears throat> Akira Yuane on 54. How good. All right, well, that takes us on to... Um, should we just... I mean, should we just stop? There's no more New Zealand teams to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, all right. Uh, you mean no more finalists? Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry. Yeah, there's, there's one more. Come on. Um, the Brumbies and the Reds uh, at a nice five degrees uh, down in Canberra for the Pacifica round. A balmy Canberra day. That's it. I'm not sure that they... Uh, I, I don't know how they don't know that the Islanders don't do five degrees, but... Um, <laughs> You know, anyway, um, so the game, uh, Brumbies on top, 40 to 27, and they also took out the Fantasy uh, with 475 to 329. Wow. The Reds, the lowest score, uh, Fantasy score of the round, uh, and the three Aussie teams that all lost this week with three lowest Fantasy scores. Oh, they were so far <clears throat> the worst teams in the comp this week. Yep. Yes. It wasn't, well, the Sun was shit too. Didn't make for particularly no, good watching shit. if you're an Australian fan. No, that's shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in this one returning, Lucan Salakaloto from Wally's Rest Week and Caleb Timu from just being anonymous this year slash uh, red cards in um, club footy and <laughs> Brad Thorne not picking him, but also concussion. Um, we'll give him that as well. Uh, injuries, Lucan <coughs> Salakaloto concussed in this game. Don't you remember he, Caleb Timu walking off like days is all hell? Oh, yeah. Wow. I was about to say, I was about to talk about how big Salakaloto's concussion was, but yeah, Timu's concussion. Huge. They sent him into th- like next month, basically, that hit. Yeah. But speaking of Lucan's but concussion. But speaking of the concussion, <laughs> it's no, yeah, Lucan, um, he was one of those tackles where him and Karevi were wrapping around, full on facial head clash, and Lucan was knocked the hell out. Um, he he hit the ground super hard. He did not know where he, he was. He was so concussed, he thought he was in the fonts. But somehow, though, he knew, like, just his team spirit, he managed to take all of the concussion and make sure Karevi had none of it. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, he's like, I'll, I'll take all the concussion. And Karevi, uh, getting, receiving the same hit, didn't have to go off for an HIA. Um, well done. So, yeah, good on him. That's, <laughs> a, team, that's a team player. 
yes, so um, as we said, uh, Pacifica Round, uh, just thought it was worth mentioning, Falau for Inga, one of the artists on the... Uh, it's not the, worth the Tongan section of the jersey. Um, but no, look, this game pretty much came down to, I'm just going to bitch about my players, uh, the bullshit yellow card to uh, the Tongan Thorpe. Um, Taniela Tupa, he, uh, he made an absolutely massive hit, dropping um, Christian Liliafano. Um, and uh, anyway, they called it a yellow card, but it was kind of a pivotal moment in the game because um, the Reds had pretty much... Matt McGahn uh, had run about 60 metres in for a try, and um, then it got all called back, and the Reds went down a man. It was kind of game over from there, really. I thought it was the big momentum swing. Pretty unlucky. I thought it was bullshit. Yes. Um, speaking about McGann, he uh, went for a drop goal when the Reds were about uh, three, <laughs> 40 down. three tries down. Yeah. I'm not sure what that was about. Yeah. Um, to show he could. That's true. And Scotty Higginbotham, <laughs> uh, he decided to inject himself off the bench and uh, get a yellow card about three minutes in after coming off. So big from him. Um, five tries to three, this one. Fairly even possession and territory. Um, the Brummies just led all the attacking stats. You know, uh, they were just dominant. They had 506 metres uh, to 407. They doubled the tackle busts and line breaks. Um, the tackling, 91, almost 92%, um, the, whereas the Reds down at 82%. The goal kicking, um, they both almost got them all. Um, and otherwise, the set piece was pretty solid. The scrums were a really good contest all night. Uh, it's just, yeah, the Reds got two yellow cards in this one. For the fantasy stats, your man of the match was Tom Wright. Who would have thought? He was a he's good. out on the wing. I'm a fan. So he's, he's exciting to, to watch. I think he'll be in Canberra for a bit and hopefully stays him. with Union. Um, he had 62 points um, and uh, he made three line breaks, four tackle busts and a try down the uh, the wing. Tom Banks, 52 points was the other one. And Bryce Hegarty for uh, the Reds, 55 points. He scored a try and just, I don't know, form fly half of Australia. Who would have thought? Yeah, wow. Mm. And that does it for that one. Um, so the next one, the the Stormers versus the Sharks. Uh, this was a game where one try basically dictated it. Um, the the Stormers went down nine to twelve. Both teams didn't do too shabby or, or too well in in the fantasy points column as well. With the Stormers getting four sixteen and the Sharks getting five hundred, even though there wasn't lots of penetration. You heard it, penetration of mm. the line. Um, people when, that returned, yes? I was going to say, when, when anyone else looked at the score 9-12, did you guys both also assume, like I did, that there was, was just still penalty going? goals in this game? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, there yeah. were no yeah. tries scored? I actually that was my I just knew I didn't want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people returning were, were Cameron Wright, DDA, Damien Dialende, after being rested, Scarra Benny. Uh, after corked thigh, he came back to the bench. Sebelo Senatla also returned from a concussion. After making his first tackle. <laughs> yeah. So in new injuries, Afalele Fasi, he had a shoulder injury. Makazole Mapimpi. It's fun names to say. Yeah, it's so good. Um, he had a concussion. Tendai, the beast Matarawira. He uh, was pulled pre-game. Kobus Visa had a knee injury. Yako Kotsia had a concussion. Dylan Leeds, he fractured his hand. Johan Dutoit fractured his ribs. And Ciel Bello Senatla had a hand injury, but he played on like a trooper. Mm. So, look, it was, it was clear. That, I don't have too much to talk about this match, but it was clear that it was a very tense match. Um, because there was a lot on the line. There was a, there was a final spot, a, a playoff spot on the line here. And... Um, both sides decided they didn't really want to chance their arm. They just wanted to play boring footy and, and try not to make any mistakes. Mm. Um, the Sharks dominated possession 55 to 45% throughout the match, but didn't really threaten too much. Uh, they held the ball lots, lots of pick and goes, but they, yeah, they, they didn't really seem like they were going to cross the line till, till later on. Mm. Um, and this, this started early. In the first three minutes, they actually had 16 phases that they put together that early on in the game. Then they that fizzled out. They lost it. Then they gained the, the possession again and started it all back over. That's right. Um, and the intent was was clear from the very start, wasn't it? It was just hold the ball, don't do anything fancy, don't make mistakes. Grind it out. They are. They had four times. They they got over fourteen phases. Mm. Um, other than that, yeah. Look, it was a dramatic last play try that saw the Sharks win, um, which may, may help them make the finals. Uh, Bongi Umbanambi, he got a yellow card in the 32nd minute for a far- forearm to the throat of Sharuda. He made it look like he didn't do it on purpose because he looked down, but he clearly went he, to try and take a guy's he, head he off. He knew where he was, yeah. Um, in terms of match stats, yeah, there was... Uh, was it two tries or was it one try to the Sharks? It was two tries. It was yeah. two tries, yeah. sorry. Zero um, two. 
the meters went all the way of the Sharks. They got 508 to 371. Um, they also made a fair few more carries, 40 more carries, so another half on top of the, their uh, opposition. They made 10 more tackle busts. Um, and there's not too much else that really came out of this. In terms of fantasy men of the match, Stephen Kitschoff got 57 points with nine runs, nine tackles, six scrums, three line-out takes. Literally as a prop. led from the front. Yep. Stormers, DDA got 53. Dylan Leeds got 52. Johan Dutoy got 50. For the Sharks, Mazamo Majola got 55. Tyler Paul got 52. And Rhino Smith got 52 also. 52 off the bench for Rhino Smith, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, he came on pretty early. I mean, he ran the hundred to score a try, which yeah, yeah he came on pretty early. That's some early. good points. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So, last game of round, the round, round it out. Yeah. yeah, Bulls versus the Lions. Bulls got up in a game where the Lions had to win to make finals. Bulls got it done though, forty-eight to twenty-seven to lock in fifth place on the table, which on. means they've only got to travel to Wellington to play the Hurricanes now. Nice. That sucks. <laughs> uh, should have lost, to be honest with you. I think they would have had a better chance. But all, all I anyway. know is Pollard's getting some serious freaking fly miles. He flew over to, to Dunedin for one game. He's flown back and he's flying again, you know. True. Thank God, uh, thank God, God Quagga doesn't, Quagga Smith doesn't have to travel to New Zealand because we know he did that extra trip last time he was there when Sebby Reese hit him into next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, hit him back to South Africa. Is what you right. yeah. uh, so, fantasy points on this one well, the Bulls had 459, the Lions had 419, so not a lot there for anybody. Uh, returning, you had Dwayne Van Mullen coming back from his two week rests, and Warwick Halantz came back from his hamstring injury, although. Neither of them were overly. I was about to say, seen. has Warwick Holland done anything this season? No, he's been, no, he's, he's, been been biggest, yeah. he's probably been one of the biggest disappointments, actually. No, but it, I wouldn't say he's disappointing because he was pretty junk for the most part. No, he was solid. No, last he, year he, he, was scored, solid. he scored points, but he was still junk. Yeah, no, I agree with that. <laughs> so this game started with an absolute screamer. 18 seconds in, a Fiwe Gianchi cut the team to shreds through the middle, mm. then through the right to left to Hakjavia Diamani, who showed his turn of speed and scored. I think they scored in 18 seconds, and it was through an absolute mountain of defenders <clears throat> as well. A um, couple of tries later, the Bulls had had a bit of a roll on, and they took a short line out about 12 metres out, and oh, they yeah. threw it in two passes to... I don't know who the, the Bulls forward was, but they basically set up a All six or seven-man rolling mall <laughs> and just ran a rolling mall into contact for some reason. Kyle Brink, rather than taking it down, went straight in and tried to hold him up. Yeah. And they just ran over from about seven out by this point for a rolling mall try. Dumb, 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 dumb. It was, dumb, it was dumb, good to dumb. see that. It was pretty cool to watch. Um, Roscoe Speckman looked really good down the touch line, just made a lot of line breaks. Connell Hendricks as well in a good ter- uh, in good form as well. So mm. I, I don't know. I think the Bulls play a lot like the Brumbies do at the moment. They're just rock solid through their set piece, good kicking game, and then they manage just to have a few electric outside backs to score for them. Uh, on the flip side, Tyrone Green was probably the name that all of our mates wanted to watch. We the the Lions decided not to name their team until after the first couple of Super Rugby games had they started. They should seriously be banned. Play, you have to play we, down a man if you kick, don't name kick them team. out oh, of Super Rugby because set. of that. So because of that, none of us had any idea who was going to take the field. We all wanted Tyrone Green and <laughs> yeah. thought about risking it, but considering what was on the line, <clears> no one did it. And he scored fifty points <clears> himself and just looked rock solid. <clears> so disappointed not to see that. The other point on this one was. For some reason, the Lions were convinced yeah, that they so had to win in, in multiples right, yeah. of three. They kicked, th- they attempted three drop goals, including yeah. only one that went over by Andreas Coetzee. And when they were way down, they decided to continually take shots at goal as well. So it just made no sense whatsoever. Again, this was a uh, Matt McGarn, hold my beer. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, seven tries to two to the Bulls in this one. Territory and possession were pretty even throughout. The metres, the Bulls had the edge, 553 run metres compared to 471, whereas the carries, tackle bus, and line breaks were all quite even. Um, offloads, Bulls had the edge 9-6, to six, and the <coughs> tackle percentage was pretty average on both sides, 80% for the Bulls, 77 for the Lions. Uh, the fantasy man of the match was Malcolm Marks with 68 points. Who else? 11, even in a losing no, team. Only one man of the match, Norman. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> 68 points from 11 carries, 10 lineouts, 9 tackles and 3 turnovers. Meanwhile, the Bulls' top scorer was Cornell Hendricks on 65 points and the aforementioned Tyrone Green on 50. Nice. Oh, good. Excellent. Well, that rounds out the uh, entree. So I hope you've uh, got an appetite because we're going to get stuck in the main course. Yep. 
Excellent. Um, I won't tell you what Nelson has an appetite for, but uh, he's <laughs> currently rolling around his hand. Yeah. So, uh, the exercises, mate. Okay, all right. Uh, main course. Um, let's preview <coughs> the quarterfinals. So, just four games to come, so um, we can talk about them forever, and um, this podcast will go two hours. Oh, no, no, we've already decided oh, to use okay. all that time in our entree. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's <ridiculous. laughs> um, All right. Well, with no further ado, the first game, Crusaders and Highlanders. This has got to be probably the game of the year for me, just as in I'm probably the most excited of any game this year for this one. Um, Friday night rugby, two teams, both at full strength. Uh, I mean, still the question is probably Crusaders by how many? But, yep, um, that's definitely the question. <laughs> but still, no, looking for It's always to the question. <clears throat> so in this one, injuries, nil. Crusaders fresh off the bye. Highlanders fresh off effectively the bye, which was the Waratahs last week. So, uh, you know, two teams coming in good. Um, returning, the Crusaders could have a host of players returning. So Will Jordan from his foot injury, um, not confirmed, but uh, he could be back. If he is, I imagine it would be off the bench. And uh, we know that... He certainly packs a punch off the bench, Will Jordan. Um, <clears throat> Cody Taylor from his finger injury. Owen Franks from a shoulder. They've um, kept him out for quite a while to really make sure of it, but he, he should be back and will be playing this game, I imagine. No, um, no, it's confirmed. He's definitely back. Yeah. Um, and the, the only question mark was over Will Jordan. Okay, perfect. And Ben Smith, um, who was close to playing last week, but uh, they gave him the extra one to um, play the Crusaders. So uh, he'll be back, uh, and I imagine, straight into the starting team. Surely. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I guess in terms of why do we say it's Crusaders by how much? Because Crusaders have never lost a, a home final game ever. Yep, that's pretty um, convincing. You know, like, I don't even know what their record <coughs> is uh, for how many how many games it's been since they've lost at home in Christchurch full stop. Probably around 25, so, 6, yeah. 7 games. What are, where have they been on the table at the end of the year the last two years as well? It's... Um, it's been closer to Harry than you, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, they've been top of the table obviously every year the last three years. I think so. Um, it's just it's a familiar side, isn't it? Um, but yeah, uh, Crusaders All Blacks front row to start. I mean, well, I'm just going to rattle off points. Um, Crusaders used to getting uh, a lot of front <clears> football, and the Highlanders kind of um, they can see the ad line by about fifty-seven point eight percent, the third best in the comp, or the third, third. worst in the comp. Well, as in, no, as in the- they can see the most, the third highest in the comp. Is that what I was saying? Was that? Yeah, good. Lots of support here from my fellow podcasters. That's excellent. Um, uh, but, that, that, that means that they don't... Get, like, 57%... Can, that's low. That's low, mate. They don't concede much ad line ball. Teams don't... So, the point is that the Crusaders... I love giving you briefings before we start. <laughs> the, the Crusaders... Or not. The Crusaders play off front football and control the tempo of games very well, but the Highlanders are one of the best teams in the comp at actually stopping people from getting over the ad line. That makes sense. That's that's what I would have thought. Um, yeah. So, good. Uh, moving on. Um, they've only played once this year. It was 43-17 uh, in Christchurch. Um, the other game was ruled out because of the events that happened in uh, well in Christchurch. Yes. But um, they cancelled the game for appropriate reasons. Um these two teams have the highest average points in the comp. Uh, Crusaders first with 33.1. <clears throat> Islanders second with 29.4. Basically, there's going to be a lot of fantasy points in this game. Um, so Massive. Definitely. Should be good. Crusaders' home average score is 40 points to 15 against. Um, yeah. Ouch. That's pretty big. Top form players in terms of three-round average. Sever Reese 60.7 average. Robbie Thompson, uh, 59.7. He's been great. David Abili, 58.3. Aaron Smith, wow. Aaron, 54 for a halfback. There you <clears> go. <throat> uh, Braden Enor, 53.3. Uh, well, we know that he's permanently starting now because uh, George Bridge is um, no longer in the picture. <laughs> um, but uh, I think he's hanging out with Izzy Fellow. They're all allegations, aren't they? It's fine. Um, yeah. And Jackson Homopo, 53. As well. So, out of those guys, so you've got Severi sitting at the top there. Is he the first picked for you out of those guys? Probably. Yeah. It's hard to hard to get past him. Like if if, the, if your opposition gets him, yeah. they can beat you Solely single-handedly on him, unless yeah, they're true. Nelson. Um, yeah, that's sorry. right. He's the matchup killer. And <laughs> sorry, Nelson. It's there for the taking, bro. Just, anyway, but uh, as we said, Crusaders by how many? The line is it's set at twelve point five points uh, on, on your odds on your betting. So, what um, do you reckon, boys? You taking that line or not? I'm taking that line. I'm taking that line. So you reckon Crusaders yeah. to win by more than 12.5? They just, yep. just don't lose at Christchurch. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Nelson, take us on to the second quarter final. So the second quarter final is the Jaguares versus the Chiefs mm. on Friday night at 
AM Sydney time. Do you believe that we used to call them the Sun Chiefs this year? I know. What is that? (laughs) How far have they come? (laughs) Seriously. We're just bad people, I think. Um, So injuries that we had Lucas Palos with his concussion, uh, Juan Manuel... Leguizamon injured in a in the pre-match last week, and Alex Nankavel he did his knee very early last week as well. People that should be returning. Um, so the, the Chiefs actually announced their squad: Ryan Coxon, Bradley Slater, Damon Lesowalsu. I've never said that <laughs> name or read that name ever. I love it. That <laughs> I think I did all right. And uh, oh, old mate, potentially. Dwayne Sweeney. Old mate. Yeah. God, how so, old is he? So they had Dwayne Sweeney bracketed with Alex Nankavel. Yeah, so we're not uh, sure. But, but we do know that Nankavel is on the plane despite his knee injury, so he's obviously touch and go. Yeah. But you'd think, um, <coughs> Nelson's probably getting to it, probably jumping the gun on Nelson, which is yeah. what we do all the time. Just don't. Oh, that thought. Okay. Oh, all right, all right. All right, so look, something I loved about this game is that after the match, Anton Leonard-Brown, my boy, he made a post on social media saying, where did all the haters get to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is the legit quote from him. Um, so the, the, it's it's gold. It's so, gold. so did Liam Messam. He just went. If you jumped off the band, if you jumped off on uh, round five, I don't want to see you jump back on the wagon now. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was great. Um, so look, both teams are going to have pretty solid sides. Um, obviously, the Chiefs are going to have a few people missing. D Mac for one, so it's not going to be a full strength side. Yeah, Devin McKenzie. So the the Jags should pretty much have all their guns back on, uh, which was a similar team to what they had two weeks ago. They did rest quite a few blokes and have a, a weaker team last week. Um, the Jags have won four straight games qualifying for this postseason um, in, as the second top team. So what is the reward for this, you may ask? A home final against the Chiefs, who after a poor start to the year, 0-4 is what they were at after the first month. Um, they, they had lots of injuries, but they found their groove. So in the last three matches, they've beaten the Crusaders by 13 points. They've won 59-8 to against the Rebels. They also pipped the Jags 30-27 at Buenos Aires uh, in March. So... You don't really... It's, it's not a great team to be coming up against when you come second. Not ideal. Um, yeah, look, and the, the Chiefs, who uh, finished seven overall, if they, became, if they finished eighth, they would have versed the Crusaders. If they finished sixth, they would have versed the Hurricanes, both in New Zealand. So the Jags have been pretty weak at home. That's probably the perfect spot for them to be finishing. Mm. Um, they're, they're fresh off their bye, the Chiefs. The Hags, they're pretty much rested most of their team, so they'll be pretty fresh to go as well. Um, the Jags... Uh, yeah, so they're the second top team in terms of the scoring, and the Chiefs are the third in terms of scoring throughout the whole year. Mm. They did score them differently, so the Chiefs got a few more tries, whereas the the uh, Jags got a, a fair few more kicks. It wasn't as different as you'd think, though. It wasn't. Yeah, it, it like was quite point, strange. Point two tries per game. Well, that's not much. Yeah. So like yeah, no, it's zero. Yeah, yeah. it's like zero point one or zero point two tries less a game they scored, but it means they also. Um, had 113. The Chiefs had 113 line breaks, which was fourth. 186 offloads, which was second, and 343 tackle busts. In comparison to 81 line breaks, 120 offloads, and 302 tackle busts for the Jags, which were all 14th. So they don't they don't do well in any of those columns. But when they do get through the line, they do make those breaks. They convert it really well into points. Mm. So just they are a silly area, just hot steps everybody in scores. Definitely, and I'm pretty sure or you talk mud of him or recently. Del guy or anyone. Yeah, any they, they've added a flair that South American flair that we uh, we kind of wanted to see uh, a few years back. Um, the game line at the moment is three point five points in favour of the Jaguars. Would you boys back that? Yeah, I'll be back that. You reckon the, the Jags yeah. to win? It's, it's hard to go again. Like, the Chiefs are amazing, but they've got to go to Argentina. But the Jags haven't done that well at home. Yes, they have. I don't no, know. They've no, been winning what? all their matches I'm, away from home. I'm, I'm, Mate, they've just been winning all their matches. That's why they're second in the comp. I'm, I'm flipping. Um, the Chiefs, Sam Kane, Brody, all the big boys back. I'm going know. Chiefs. I'm going. Upset. Okay, I'll, I'll stand alone. I don't know that why I'm doing that because if you asked me that yesterday, I would not have said that. But I just want to, my gut's telling me right now. Uh, you, you know, you know you me. You wanted I, to be there because they're excited to play. You know me, I get excited in the hype and uh, I'm, 
I'm in the hype on the Chiefs train. Let's do it. Yeah, the top he, performers. Man, you jumped off. You called in the sun kicks. <laughs> <laughs> all that back on. So the top. That's, that's not on record on a podcast episode anyway, is it? <laughs> yeah. The top performers for the the Haguaros in in terms of three round average. Ken Cialari got is on fifty five point seven. Boffelli is on fifty three point seven, and Guido Petty is on fifty three point three for the Chiefs. Anton and Brown's on sixty three point three. Shooter Stevenson sneaks in there with sixty point three. He was nowhere near that last week mm. and so are cooler with 54 points luke, yeah luke luke jacobson and dmac could be in there but they're both injured um yeah look for me i'm still going to pick up dmac as my backup fly half because i don't think i've ever <laughs> won a final without him so as long <laughs> yeah. as i can get a solid starter who i'm confident will play yeah. i know who my 23rd pick's gonna be you want the good <laughs> omen, <do> you? oh yeah <laughs> the last thing out of this one the winner of this m- match comes up against the winner of the saturday's match of the brumbies and sharks well, that's probably the one you prefer to go up against. Oh, 100% it is, mate. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, Harry, uh, let's keep it going. Hurricanes versus the Bulls is the third game of the round. That will be in Windy Wellington on Saturday night. Uh, no new injuries for either team from the week just gone, but you do have a host of players coming back for both teams as well. So for the Hurricanes, both Bowden Barrett and Nani Lamarpe had rest weeks last week. Then they said Wes Husson. <sighs> from his hamstring injury is a maybe, as is Chase Tiatia from his calf injury, a maybe, and Ben May as well could come back in the props. On the flip side, the Bulls have Shulk Britz coming back from concussion this week, while Jason Jenkins, Embrus Papier, and Conrad Van Vuren are all back in the 23-match squad, uh, man squad that has already flown over to New Zealand as well. Thank God. So if you thought the Bulls lineup was good before with Archis Nyman, they now have Jenkins back in the mix. Mm. Just to add a little <clears throat> bit more to that. Um, the Bulls have been impressive on their away tour a couple of weeks ago in New Zealand where they drew both their games against the Blues and the Highlanders. But I would think that the Hurricanes should be a much, much harder team for them to go up against. On the other side of the coin, though, Hurricanes' home record is six wins for two losses. But on average, they only score 29 points themselves and concede 23. So that means there's, on average, only a six-point differential for the Hurricanes' home game. So they don't seem to blow teams away by any means. Surprising. Yeah, I thought it was going to be way more than that. Yeah. Hurricane set piece has been their downfall all year. I, I think Asafra Moore has got a lot to answer for for that. I think it will improve significantly with Dane Coles, but the rest of their tight five just is not a set piece team. Good players, but just not scrummages and line out players. Uh, if Amoy is picked on the bench, I think that's going to be a big problem for them in the last 10 if it goes close. I actually think they'll probably pick Riccatelli purely for that he, reason alone. He's the safer option. Just keep the ball in touch. So just keep it in the field. It's fine. Yeah, it's easy when the Bulls play their game plan of just or, picking two touch at all points. Or just keep Coles on. Yeah. <laughs> now, Rick, Rick and Dilly can get the job done that. Yeah. So for the lineout stats, the Bulls have the best lineout in the comp at 94% win rate, and the Hurricanes have the worst lineout in the comp at, comp at 82% win rate. Do you mean, does, do you mean RG Snyman has a 94% win rate? <laughs> no, he's higher. Okay. He gets brought down with those of his team. Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, yeah, when, when Shock Brits isn't there, that drops. Uh, Set-piece battle is just absolutely perfect for the Bulls, as we kind of alluded to. They like bullying their opposition, kicking their goals and kicking to line-outs. Uh, the deciding point for me should be if the Hurricanes can cut the Bulls' D-line up in open play. Uh, so I looked at if that would happen. So the Bulls would concede the seventh most amount of points in the comp at 23.1 points per game and they have 6.6 line breaks conceded which is the 10th best in other words they're rubbish they miss they concede a lot of line breaks and they miss 22.4 tackles which is also 10th best and not very good so realistically the defensive frailties in the Bulls are there and knowing how how dangerous the Hurricanes yeah. are in counter-attack and yeah. open-play phase, I think that they will have the uh, the artillery so to get done. There's a bloke named um, Bowden Barrett. I'm not sure you heard about him, but um, he's pretty good. Is he that young guy? Mm. He is. You're forgetting he's playing, apparently, uh, Hulman says the best 5'8 in the world, <laughs> Andre Pollard. So clearly there's not going to be any opportunity for him. Mm, yes. Hopefully they can hit the sarcasm. <laughs> um, so the Bulls will have flown to New Zealand, back from New Zealand back to South Africa and back again. So two trips in just over a week. So I think the jet lag could hit them pretty hard. That's a lot maybe, of travel. But maybe they didn't reclimatize mm. back in South Africa and they're still in Kiwi Town. 
If they, if, they, if they were really smart, they would have just stayed in New Zealand an extra week or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not play next week. Fly in, play the Well, game. then they wouldn't have won and had to play the Hurricanes. Thought it would have been a brilliant idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Play someone like the Brumbies. <laughs> then why would you stay in New Zealand to play the Brumbies? It's a short trip, mate. <laughs> so the form players on this one, on three-round average, you've got Bodie Barrett on 64.7 points, who has been by far the best fly-half in the comp. Mm-hmm. Nani Lamape, no surprises, in second on 62.3 points. Dane Coles jumps up to third place on 41 points. And Lizzo Goboka has we been an absolute season, weapon yeah. at 40 points. Adi Sevilla, next down the line, 39.3 points, but... I would say the uh, side note to that is he came off the bench last week and only scored 20. If you look at his three games before that, he actually has a 56-point average and he's right at the top of the list. And again, he has been the best loose in the game by a significant margin this year as well. Is it the best last two weeks? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And still, yeah. uh, his score was just so good last week, I forgot when I was looking at the numbers. <laughs> yeah. And Geordie Barrett, 38.7, and Shulk Britz, 38.3. So scoring reasonably well there, but it does thin out after those top three or four Hurricanes players. The game line in this one is 13.5 in favour of the Hurricanes, boys. I'm assuming we're all saying the Hurricanes win. Do they win by more or less than 13.5? I'm going to say more. It's, it's a, I feel they're going to win by 13. Okay, so less? Less. <laughs> I think less as well. Yeah. yeah. You don't think they're going to win by 13.5? <laughs> if they could, they would. <laughs> Just so you can't win your bet. All right. <laughs> Last game of the se- of the quarterfinals. Craggy, take us home. Oh, that's me. Uh, the Brumbies and the Sharks. Um, <clears> at home <throat> in Canberra, GIO Stadium. With the a Australian Hope. Massive sold-out crowd uh, that they've been experiencing all year. They could have 6,000 people there. Six. We could go to that. We won't. We could. We'd probably make up like, you know, a, a quarter. Third? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so in this one, um, injuries. Makazole Mabimpi, concussion last week. Mabimpi. He's on the plane then. On the plane. The Beast, Tendai Mtawariro, uh, out with an MCL. And not on the plane. Not on the plane. There was a couple others in there, but they're all fine. Ruled as fine. So, oh, sorry. Yeah, ruled ru- as fine, so I didn't bother putting them in there. Excellent. Uh, again, be sure to check out the casualty award it's all uh, throughout the week as it progresses. I should say, yep. we haven't said it yet, there's two casualty awards this year, this week rather. There's the round 18 this, casualty this year, award. there's been the one where Harry's lied to everyone <laughs> and then Harry's actual casualty award. Yeah, that's right. Which <laughs> is private. Uh, no, no, no. The, there's the round 18 casualty award, which has all the injuries summarising the whole competition. And then I have the quarterfinals edition, which is only the teams that are left in the competition that are actually relevant. So that's all the, the updates award. from Monday will will be on the quarterfinals edition only. Mm. Yeah. Excellent. Um, and then in returning, Kerwin Bosch, returning from an ankle injury. So um, hopefully, uh, dear God, Bobby Dupree's uh, is not going to be starting. Um, and Craig Burden, back, back coming, returning from a hamstring um, injury. So he will, or maybe be the backup? Okay. He will be. Okay. Will be the backup. Akers is not around. Yes. Excellent. All right. So, uh, yeah, the next point, all eyes on Coach Dupree's to see if he sides with the cockroaches, uh, end quote, in the media and starts Kerwin Bosch at 10. Um, more likely, he will resort to his excuse of we need two international caliber players um, and make playmakers. Play yeah. yeah. Um, should have that, that was his excuse to play uh, his son so, at 10. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mate, he's got to get as much get him as much game time as possible to get that uh, you know his pay pay up when he's going uh, moving right. over the sale next year. It's probably a negotiable contract that one. Um, uh, yeah, it's Brummies this year. Uh, There's seven wins, one losses at home. Um, the only loss was in round one to the Rebels when the Brummies uh, didn't quite well. They hadn't really pulled anything together. Um, that mm. was was that. Was it this year or last year when they came out saying we're going to play a free, open, expansive? Game? Last year. That was last, last year. Last year. And they got it right at the end of last year as well. That's it. Um, no, I just asked because wasn't it round two that they then did play this opening game against the Chiefs and absolutely smashed them? Oh, yeah. They did do one super early. Mm. Um, excellent. Uh, so, uh, anyway, yeah. So, seven wins at home. That's That bodes well. Um, and uh, they're also on a six-game winning streak. So, that always helps. That's pretty big. That's a bit of confidence. Six games. That does include the Sunwolves twice and the Reds. The Tars, the Bulls, and the Blues, though, so not really. Bulls are in there. The Bulls in Australia. Wait, wait, wait to cut them down to size, Harry. You know, we just we, Harry, we no, won't tell anybody about the Australian home, mate. Okay, no, but that's fair. Um, so uh, just disregard everything Harry said. Six wins on the uh, on the run. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> um, 
The Sharks may have uh, played their final last week. Um, as in, they may have left it all out the field. Uh, yeah. Could be a kind of big emotional toll of uh, stealing their final spot at the death as they did. Um, and also combine that with the travel. Uh, also <clears> not having John look Dupree's. I'm still convinced he's actually the better Dupree's twin. Yes. John Luke? Yeah. Mm. I think he is playing. He's called himself Dan, so they both get better contracts. Mm, nice. <laughs> smart. 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 That's smart. Um... These teams, two defensive powerhouses. The Sharks, second best, uh, 20.9. What's that? They can see? What is that stat? Mate? They can see 20.9 points, mate. Come on. Excellent. Two defensive powerhouses there. The second best team because they only can see 20.9 points per game. I feel like it's a lot. I don't know why. I was like, I thought it would be that's better not, than that. That's not. That's not. The Brumbies equal fifth best, 22.9 uh, points conceded per game. Um, the Sharks have the second worst attack, 21.4 average. Whilst the Brums are sixth best, twenty six point nine, um, it's likely to be a low scoring game. I think we can all agree on that. Yep. Um, and probably, you know, decal fantasy points as well. Um, yep. In that regard. Okay, cool. Both the teams will just kind of resort to set pieces and, and grunt it out, much like I guess the Storm the Sharks game last week. You know, it's about minimizing mistakes. I think the Sharks, will, sorry, the, the Brumbies will know they have to throw it around, but the mm. Sharks are not able to. Like they are. <laughs> Dirt, dirt shite, like bottom of the barrel for all the attacking stats. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Uh, both teams have good rolling malls, uh, but also even better mall defence. So, um, yeah, ex- probably expect no tries to Falafa Inga um, and Karen Van Vuren. Um, and one one thing to note, I guess the Sharks have a shit line out, so uh, definitely something <laughs> the Brums will be trying to exploit. Which is strange when they're South African. Yeah, <laughs> it's because they got like they've lost Stephen. How do you recover yeah. from that? Yeah, idiots. It's the bottom of the vis. I was going to talk about their locks, but I have no idea who they are. <laughs> who uh-huh. cares? Exactly. Ruben um, Van Heerden. He's from the Bulls, actually. But, uh, Whoever they are. <laughs> but yeah, now Banks' kicking game has been absolute heat. He's been putting them uh, well into the corner from 50 out, so uh, I expect the Brumbies will be trying to lock it down in that corner. I'm still and sus then, about um, his defence, though. And it's terrible. And instead, and they'll dummy the mall and then give it to the Choo Choo TK to beat Karandrani on that unders line, and he'll crash over. Yep. Uh, the line six point five <laughs> points to the Brumbies in this one. Um, we think that's fair. I reckon I'll get it done past that. Yep. Excellent. Um, and then quickly running through the top performers. Top performers of the Brumbies: Flower for Inga fifty two on the three round average. Spate forty five point three. Is Spate going to be back in this one? No. No. No Spate. Ah, uh, he's a maybe. 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 Rory Arnold forty one. Point three three round average, and for the Sharks we got DDP Dan Dupree's fifty one point seven three round average. He's, he's been great all year. Uh, side note: He could be John Luke, but anyway, the points will be his dad. Um, Karen Van Buren forty one three round average, pretty good for the youngster. I think he's twenty years old. <coughs> filling in, and uh, Majola, who's been filling in for the Beast, uh, big shoes to fill thirty one point three three round average, uh, and that includes um, his last three games. Seven points off the bench, thirty-two points and fifty-five points starting. So, um, good yeah. yeah. So I think we're all in agreement. Brumbies get this done, and probably by more than the line. Yeah. Um, and also, Jean-Luc Dupree's and, and Beast both would have been in that top three if they were available. Yes. So that's some pretty big power that they've they've lost. Mm, I think this is actually the the game that Brumbies need to uh, to you know get that momentum heading on into the more finals. But, I agree. Um, all right, excellent. Well, look, that concludes uh, the main course. Uh, it was, you know, pretty, I'm pretty filling. Um, <clears throat> and we'll just give Harry another chance to um, do his so, job. I don't think I would have heard that. Yeah. So what What comes after? <laughs> Did you want to sing it for us, Harry? Yeah. All it's, right, this is too quiet. I think we should call it. Excellent. Cut it. It's dead set sync. <laughs> I was so confident. <laughs> you're, you're always overconfident. You That's your everywhere. personality. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we just allow him to keep this job. I guess it's because I mean he's got to do something. I genuinely don't time. want the job. If you want it, you can have it. All right, dessert. <laughs> do you, what do you call it? A job? Well, not... isn't there an exchange of money in, with jobs? Uh, Sorry, I'm unpaid. No, uh, you can <laughs> just, just say a job generally means you do something. With, so true. Yeah, true. Anyway. true. Harry um, all right, so we're going to look back at. I fan- do something. Nah. Just not right. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to look at fantasy Super Rugby 2019 at the end of the regular season, and we're just going to take a quick peek <clears> at um, some of the the tops. Uh, fantasy players, I guess, results th- throughout the regular season. Um, we, when we have a little bit more time, because there's less fixtures in the next couple of weeks, we will um, look at uh, some of our predictions that we made. So, um, I guess uh, earlier in the season, we predicted who we thought would be the top fantasy players in each conference overall. I think we even predicted um, where we thought the teams would finish. Uh, we did in 
We, we were going to do that this week, but we can confirm that our podcast notes from the last two years are 325 pages long. So it took us longer to find them than we thought it would. Yeah, the, the Google Docs yeah, just isn't, uh, it's not coping with no. the volume. Um, but yeah, so anyway, without further ado, top average scores. Uh, we've just grabbed the top 15 players. Yeah. Just look at them. So. I, I think we'll, we'll run through, do we want to go through 10? 15 seems too long. 10, yeah, we can do that. So top average scores uh, throughout the year is my boy, Sever Reese. Uh, so his uh, yeah his average is sixty five point nine. It was higher. Did only we not total so. points? Can't believe we didn't get total points up there. Chill, mate. Um, then second is Israel Folau, the no longer man in Australian rugby, who continues. Because that, that is awful. Yeah, <laughs> who, did you just come up with that? Yeah, I did. Run. I was on the run. Okay. Um, who, he continues to make a twat of himself, even even to today. Um, Malcolm Marks, no surprises. He slots in at third with 54.9. Anton Leonard Brown with 54.8. Big Samuel Karevi, I'm leaving the Reds. Fuck Australia, I want money. Uh, is on oh, 54.1. On that note, yeah, you've got <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. It's got to get a shout This out. is good. You can go. Everyone needs to go on to Ruan Smith's Instagram and watch gone. his story. No. Yeah, but I'm sure he'll still be going. He's literally yeah. been following Samu Karevi around since he signed that contract. Money, 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 money. And just playing money-related songs and videoing <laughs> him no matter what he's doing. And oh, it is freaking hilarious. Well, everyone, it's Samu's shout for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ruan Smith. Get on his Instagram because it's classic. What well, a ledge. Yeah, very, very funny. Um, coming in six is Artie Sevilla with 52.5. Legend. Followed by the second back rower, Dan and or Jean-Luc Dupreeze with 49.7. The top fly half, Bodie Barrett, with 49.2. Nanelo Mapi with 48.3. Ending on Falau Afainga with 47.1. So the top points per minute, so the guys that are most effective with their time on the field, we looked at anyone with over 240 minutes played to, to actually consider them. So the equivalent of three full games. So we didn't want any of those guys that have played, you know, five or ten minutes here or there, which just throw the numbers out. Yep. But no surprise, the top name is, again, Sevi Reese on 0.9 points per minute. He was on point, uh, point no, one, sorry, 1.2 at one point. Yeah, he's insane. He's really slid. Uh, Flair <laughs> is second place, tied with Will Jordan on 0.8 points per minute. I didn't think that Flair was going to be that high, to be honest with you. Um, did someone just delete my thing? I, I didn't remember all the top ten boys. You're gonna have to put that back. Craig, what did he just do, mate? Well, I just chucked the total points one in there, but it, it's uh, there. Yeah, is it back? It's We're back. back. We're back. Dave oh, Coles okay. is actually up in fourth place at zero point seven seven. So you must be happy there, Craigsy. Your boy. Yeah, he played about you know four games for this year. That's great. He's played eight games, actually, man. It's right in front of Come us. Come on, mate. Shut your mouth. Cody, Taylor, Cody Taylor on his seven games. Surprisingly, he didn't play as many. Mm. 0.75. Yeah. Samasoni Takoyaho. Takoyaho? Yeah. That's what I said. I always picked him up. He uh, he oh played 12 God. games and scored 0.75 points per minute. He started a couple and scored well off the mm. bench. He was always a weapon. He scored <clears> a lot of tries as well. Most a, most games were off the bench. He's an absolute mm. youngster, but he's a big unit, big future. Yes. Mm. Good player. Julian Montoya comes in next on 0.75, tied with Takiaho. Does he get a super sub type of... Uh... He should be a... Takiaho. Yeah, yeah, he started too many games there. I think Montoya but, uh, this year. Well, Takiaho should be the super sub then. Yes. Absolutely. Brendan Panga Amosa is, uh, or Will Jordan should be the super sub, mate. He's third. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Brendan Panga Amosa comes in eighth at 0.74. Artie Sevilla, ninth, 0.73. And Izzy Falau, Liam Coltman, and Malcolm Marks all tied 10th on 0.71. So it's it's funny when you look at someone like Brendan Pergamosa who who killed it last year and he's lost that top starting position. His average actual average is twenty two point nine. He's been awesome every he's time he awesome. takes the field. Yeah, he just doesn't get enough minutes. Hmm. Excellent. Um, well, uh, let's um, move on to the total points then, and then we'll finish off with the five round average for um, uh, I guess form going to the finals. But um, in terms of total points, uh, not surprising. 
The Queensland Reds uh, came in top at 811 points. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, the Queensland Karevi. Uh, the Samu, Samu Karevi. It was Samu Karevi. Sorry, my bad. Uh, 811 total points for Samu. Um, Money! He did finish with an average of 54.1. And um, he was a little bit lower on the points per minute, but that's probably because he played every single minute. So he, he, was, at, he was at 0.68, and that's pretty bloody good if you're playing every minute. Um, well, not I mean, he was rested, but, you know, played every minute every game he was in. Um Malcolm Marks, 768 points, uh, so not too far behind. 54.9 average. He is very clearly uh, and a long way ahead of all the hookers. Um, so in terms of your, your VBD, value-based drafting, he is right up there. Marks. And uh, look, he was the first pick in our drafts Money. in 2019. And uh, rightly so. He, uh, some could say he got Wiley into the finals. So well done, Wiley. There you go. Yeah, um, you could definitely say that. Coming in next, uh, the better Dupree, is it? Uh, Dan Dupree? Uh, no, Dan Dupree. Um, 746 points throughout the season. Again, again just played all the minutes. Again, the players yeah, just played everything. I think he was rested one game. There's a theme here, really, isn't there? Yeah, there is. They all played all the minutes. <laughs> and they got total points. Mm. Uh, Artie Sevilla, 735. Milani Nanai. My boy! 734. So Akira and Nanai uh, started every game in 2019 for the Blues. Fun fact. How good. That's why you don't pick Rico. He's way down the list. Mm. Yeah, he sucks. Actually, Akira uh, has started every game for the last two seasons and has been in every game for the last three seasons. That's um, <laughs> that's pretty huge for you. So there you go. Nelson, do you remember when I told you I wouldn't give you Millennium and I for Rico Yuani and you were shocked? No, I wanted him. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, and look, we won't go through all of them, but uh, Severo Reese, 725 points. Pretty amazing from him. Um, Anton Leonard Brown, 713. Uh, and then Falafa Inga, 706 points. So um... we'll, we'll end it on the uh, the five round average. Mm. So there are some differences here from the three round we average. We really should have told them to get their pen and pen before we started this. That's right, mate. Just they'll put it on slow, like repeated, put it on slow mo, talking. Maybe, maybe or, we'll... or they could just go to our table on draftrugby.com forward slash player stats and just <laughs> sort by each of the, uh, the uh, you just, you just, columns. You just put an alley up for yourself. Like, <laughs> you just it up and knock so, it down. For the five-round average, uh, the, the leader was Malcolm Marks with 61.8. Anton Lanner-Brown came in second with 60.2. Bowden Barrett, 59.4. He draws with Jackson Hamopo, who also got the same, quite obviously, when they draw. Several weeks drew with Nana Laumape with 54.8. Mm. Then we've got Israel Folau with 54.6. Well, we can just uh, yeah, get rid of him. Yep. Um, Rob Thompson and Kurt Lee Beale both drew with 51.2. Quagga Smith with 49.8. That surprised me, actually, to be honest with you. I didn't know that Malcolm Marks, ALB, and Bodie would be on the top. And Homopo. Like, those top four really surprised me to be that high. Well, ALB does it. mate. He's in, like, fifth place or something. No, but this is five run average. That's where he had the one or two games mm. that brought him down. True. And True. then he had three good games again. Yeah, very That's true. It. So these are the players who are in form coming to the end of the season. Yep. Mm. Well, gentlemen, I think we can safely say it's been a fantastic regular season. I want to. I actually want to note that this is the end of the regular season, and you are both losers this week. You both lost. I feel like a winner, man. I'm second. Craig's in actually. Craig's year is over with a loss. He lost. On a loss, yeah, he can't, he can't replace that. Whereas you, mate, you could actually still keep Win. playing to some again. dead last. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you can, you can actually do worse than you are now. That's, that's, <laughs> that is, I can't. That's, I guess, the difference. But no, in terms of look, we, we were just talking about a dessert. Uh, some stats for um, the players, top players over the average season. We'll definitely post some of these up uh, on the website. So um, just you know, Twitter, yeah, Instagram, put up some um, some stats, some graphs, some interesting facts and uh, and fi- figures. Um, and- and we will uh, we will be podcasting through finals, and yes. we'll see what happens after that as well because we just enjoy talking about footy every yeah, Monday. Look, there's, there's less games over the next few weeks, so we're going to have a bit more inside and, and a few mm. more interesting sort of bits. So we'll get to talk a little bit more footy. And stay tuned for next week for um, when we review our predictions against um, uh, how everything actually turned out, and uh, no doubt someone's going to cop some flack for that. Yeah. Awesome. Stay slutty.